0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's a tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently to get a taste of what they're truly all about. You can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. Moondog Makers and Welcome in on a Tuesday morning. This is Mike in the morning. I'm Mike in Always glad that you are with me. And today, talking college football playoff. And uh, I forgot to tag myself in the tweet. That's okay. It just didn't pop up on my feed. So let me fix that real quick. All right. That's all good. Uh, yeah. So today I'm talking college football. I was actually kind of inspired by a random one-off Twitter conversation that was taking place yesterday between... Lane Kiffin and Coach Yo, the women's basketball coach at Ole Miss, and, and her FaceTime with Dabo Swinney. And I got to thinking about that last night because, you know, Lane Kiffin is trying his hardest, or at least trying on Twitter, to lobby for a home-and-home home with Clemson. And it got me thinking. The college football playoff is going to expand. How do I know that? I'll explain that to you here in a second. But... um There's an unintended consequence, a good one, though. That word comes with a negative connotation, but I I looked up the definition, so it's not totally clickbait. Uh, Consequence does apply here. There's an unintended consequence when it comes to expanding the college football playoff that I think will be great, like capital G R E A T, great for college football. And we're going to talk about that today. First, real quick, I want to remind you, though, this does get uploaded in podcast form if you're watching on stream. Uh, Search Mike in the Morning on iTunes. Also, Just My Name will turn up results in Spotify. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, and a review. Also on YouTube, just search my name and hit that subscribe button. And follow me on all of the social media channels. All right. So the college football playoff is expanding. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Here's how I know that. If you remember on Friday, they did like a Friday at 5 news dump, typically reserved for the time when you've got really bad news you've got to share. Like if the NCAA has sent you a a notice of allegations or something like that, uh, you go ahead and drop that at Friday at 5.30 into the media's inbox, and you do it that way because that's the best time to break news, or at least bad news. It's uh, Friday at five when everybody's got their weekend going. However, the college football playoff decided or their committee decided on Friday to drop this little nugget. You would think that they would want this viewed and seen and heard and covered by as many people as possible, but instead they did this on a Friday afternoon. Now, forgive me, I'm going to be reading from this and I know that's not good for air, but I think so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I got to read this to you. So here's a release from the college football playoff uh, committee. So this was something that came out on Friday. Uh, These are quotes from Bill Hancock, the head of the college football playoff. One of the kinder people you'll ever meet. I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. Uh, Just a very pleasant, uh, very nice person. So if I'm if I'm reading from this, this is all coming from Bill Hancock. Uh, from the college football playoff. Now, he said, first and foremost, the working group, they have one of those, uh, conveyed to the management committee, because there's a bunch of committees involved in college football, that it continues to support and believe in the 14 playoff as it is currently constituted. Don't buy that. That's not true. Because if that was true, they wouldn't be doing this. In its analysis, the working group has revealed some 63 possibilities for change. These include 6, 8, 10, 12, and 16 team options, each with a variety of different scenarios. So this committee has come up with 63 possibilities for expansion. The group informed the management committee that it continues to work and anticipates making a report to that committee about a future format in an upcoming meeting. Here are some quotes from Bill Hancock. Since January 2019, when the president's charged us with taking a careful look at all aspects of the college football playoff, including the format, the group has diligently evaluated options for the future. Its efforts were delayed as a result of the pandemic, but it met again this week in Dallas, and we look forward to hearing more when its work is complete. I want to remind everyone that whatever the recommendations uh, the management committee may make, all decisions are about our future format, whether to remain at four teams or change to a different format, will be made by the 11 presidents and chancellors who manage the college football playoff. We are entering the eighth year of our 12-year agreement for the college football playoff, and the management committee is extremely satisfied with the popularity and success of the college football playoff. Bill's a great company man. That's a lie. That is a lie. They are worried about the popularity and the viewership and the ratings and all of that stuff in the college football playoff. That is why they're having this conversation. But anyway, last quote. It is wise and good management to review where we stand as we discuss what the future might, might, for emphasis, look like. So that was Bill Hancock. And, and like I said, um, that's a lie. Uh, They're not very satisfied with uh, the college football playoff and the success and the popularity of the college football playoff. They are very worried about it. You know how I know that? Logic. Television rating number was way down. Popularity is down. National interest is down because it's the same four damn teams Every year, and people are losing interest, and they're checking out of the college football playoff. But you don't release this, in my opinion, unless that's your plan, unless that's your intention. You don't let everybody know, hey, we're exploring these possibilities that are way better than the current one we've got. And then ultimately, we're just going to stick with what we got because we like that television ratings are continuing to go down. Th- that's not happening. Uh, So they had this conversation. They're having these meetings. They're discussing these scenarios with the intention of changing it. And they're doing it now because they've got time under the current contract to get it right. It's not like they have to do this next year. They have multiple years left on the four-team format. They probably should change it before the contract runs out. I kind of expect they will, especially if we get another Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson college football playoff. Fewer people are going to watch again. It's going to happen that way, and they will change it. But they've got time to get it right. They did this. They released this. They're having these meetings. They're exploring expansion because they're going to expand. You don't need to overthink it. I'm not going to overthink it. It's going to happen. This is just the first step in the process. My guess, my gut, my brain tells me that they're going to go to eight. And here's, I mean, I think it's, One, expansion is needed, but it's going to have to happen in this way. I've told you guys before, so I'm going to just run through it quickly and tell you what I think the unintended consequence is of this. I think the step they're going to get to, I think 16 is too much because then they'll have to start reducing games on the the front end of the schedule, and they're not going to do that. If they're going to go to a 16-team playoff, the next step would be to eliminate conference championship games or go from 12 down to 11. The FCS doesn't play the same amount of games as the FBS because they have a 2014 playoff now. Um, not this year, but usually they do. College football or the FBS is not going to do that. Conference championships are going to remain forever. They're going to play 12 plus one forever. So 16 is not going to happen. I-, I think it's going to be eight because eight would – and this is the only way I think it's going to happen. If conference champions made it, if the group of five was included in some way, um. Sorry, JP. I, I read JP's comment and, and lost my train of thought. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, don't you dare paint brush or brush me into a corner, JP. Don't you? Don't you dare do that, clown. Uh, anyway. Uh, JP's the best. He's making fun of Richard. Um, but that they're not going to get rid of conference championship games. They are not going to go to 16. I don't think 12 makes sense. The only way that I see that everybody's going to get on board with expansion is if inclusion is part of it. If conference champions, all five of them, make it, plus the highest ranked group of five, I think that's the only way that everybody gets on board. Because if you just go from four to eight – it's still only going to be three conferences that get teams in. So the Pac-12, uh, the the group of five conferences, Notre Dame, who has a say in this, if you can believe it, they're not going to go for that. I think the only way we're getting, the most logical way that we're getting expansion in the playoff is through conference championships. That's the only way. Is a guaranteed, you win your conference, you're in, highest ranked group of five, and then at-larges so you can keep your committee and make them feel like they're important. Um, That's the only way expansion is happening. That's it, Um, at least to me. I think that makes the most sense. That's the only way everybody's going to get on board. And actually, I think that that would be the best for the sport anyway because although college football has a great regular season, probably the best in sports, although I love the NFL every Sunday too, but probably the best in sports. Um, making a conference champion an automatic bid does not devalue the regular season. In fact, it actually puts stakes on every regular season game everywhere. That's the thing I love the most about the NFL is every division has meaningful games every Sunday. Even the NFC East, right? Uh, are, I got to make sure I I, I get the division right. I always get NFC and AFC confused. Um, But in the NFL this past year, this is embarrassing. I should know this. Um, Yes, it's the NFC East. I'm an idiot. I I question myself. Um, The NFC East had four bad teams in it last year, four bad teams. But because of the way they do their playoffs, if you win the division, you make the playoffs, every Sunday mattered. And so those fans, those regions, and then those of us just watching on television, even though they weren't the best teams in the NFL, they had games that had stakes on them. And so if conference champions matter, the regular season still matters because you have to win your conference. Alabama still has to win the SEC to, to make it. So every game they play still matters. But then the Pac-12 has games every Saturday that matters. This past season? The Pac-12 did not have one single game that had playoff implications on it. They did not play one. The Big 12, I've said this to you before, after um, October 3rd, the Big 12 did not play a single playoff-implicated game. So west of the Mississippi River, there was not a single college football game played after October 3rd that mattered at all. So... At least this, and again, this is just my line of thinking. I'm sure a lot of you would disagree with this, and that's okay. Um, Going to conference champions, getting automatic buy-ins, one would get you in line with everything else because you win your division in the NFL, you make the playoff. There's no ambiguity. Now you can get in other ways with the wild card and stuff, but you win your division, you're in. In the NBA, if you're in the top eight, not anymore, it used to be. If you're in the top six now... You are in. Guaranteed you're in. Just have the top six records in your conference, you're in. Major League Baseball, you win your division, you're in. NCAA tournament. If you win your conference, you're in. College baseball, you win your conference, you're in. College football is the only sport at a high level that doesn't have that automatic qualifier anyway. So you you do what everybody else is doing. You add meaningful games everywhere in every conference making your sport national again. Having meaningful Pac-12 games and meaningful Big 12 games every weekend because we already have that in the SEC, kind of have that in the ACC, and we kind of have that in the Big Ten. But west of the Mississippi, we don't have that. So you expand the number of meaningful games that you play. And you loop in the group of five, and I think they belong. Cincinnati showed you, even though they lost to Georgia in the Peach Bowl, they showed you that they they belonged on the field. The best group of five team, can they beat Alabama? Probably not. But do they belong on the field? Would they be able to hold their own? Would they be able to make Alabama work for it? Yeah, I think so. And I think we should give them that shot. Doesn't bother me at all. And then two at-larges, because why not? Uh, That's the most logical step to get everybody on board, to get the group of five on board, to get every conference on board, is to have an automatic buy-in. So I think that's what's going to happen. So they're going to do all this exploring and all these committees and all this stuff. And ultimately, it's just going to be conference champions, group of five, two two at-larges to me. But I think that's great for the sport. But now comes the unintended consequence that I was talking about earlier. Uh, You you want to talk about great for the sport? I think this is something that nobody's really talking about that expansion would lead to. Lane Kiffin, he is active on Twitter. You guys know this. Um, The Ole Miss women's basketball coach was an assistant at Clemson years ago. And uh, apparently, Somewhere along the way, her and Dabo Sweeney became friends, I guess. Uh, I'm just, you know, coming to this conclusion based on Twitter. Uh, She and Dabo Sweeney were apparently FaceTiming yesterday. And she screenshotted their FaceTime and sent it to Lane Kiffin and said, uh, Dabo said he could take you in one-on-one basketball, but I said you could take him. And it was just like, you know, funny Twitter stuff. Lane quoted it and said, You know it, Coachio. Let's make it happen, Dabo. Come to the SIP for a matchup. Ole Miss Football at Ole Miss Football at Clemson Football. So, you know, it's mostly likely just Lane having fun on Twitter because that's what he likes to do on Twitter. He he likes to have fun and troll people, especially Tennessee fans, as we've learned this offseason. Um the coaching carousel, God, God bless those Tennessee fans, man. Um, anyway, but he likes to have fun on Twitter. So maybe behind the scenes, they're actually trying to work something out. Maybe they're not, but he said he wants to have a home and home with Clemson. I need that game. Like I need air to breathe though. <laughs> I mean, I need Clemson uh, to play a home and home with Old Miss because like I said on Twitter, Oxford is what Clemson fans think that Clemson is uh it's a nice place it's a very nice place um the lake nearby is pretty cool it's a the landscape the area is pretty it's mountainous and stuff but Clinton sucks to like go hang out for a weekend with there's nothing nothing to do it's boring it's a boring place everything's like real low-key and just kind of eh. um so i want them to actually see what they what a college town really is and not what they think it is anyway I grew up with so many Clemson fans, and they have – if you think Alabama fans are bad with their arrogance, oh, buddy. There's something else over there. I'm a little biased because you know I went to high school with a bunch of people that went there, and and they just drive me crazy. So I want that series to happen, and I, I would love for Ole Miss to beat Clemson's just face in uh, because I've just been hearing nothing about how great everything is there and how Dabo is just the best and all that. I've been hearing that for years now. I mean, I graduated high school in 2010, so I've been hearing it for 11 years about how great Clemson is. Uh, And I'm an idiot for not going there and stuff like that. I mean, I hear that all the time. So I want that series to happen like I need air to breathe. Um, But the unintended consequence to that expansion that I mentioned would be the willingness for programs like these two to play each other. We already get pretty good games. Alabama schedules well. They've got Miami this year. Like, they schedule well. You've got Auburn and Penn State this year. LSU's going to UCLA. The SEC already has a rule in place that you have to play your eight conference games, obviously, and a Power 5 team. But you get matchups like BYU because for some reason they count Sands-Zach Wilson this year. Um. I'll pull up the future schedules, um, and I probably should have had this ready, but um, I think what's going to happen, I can't think and type at the same time, um, is that you're going to see more willingness from these programs to schedule one or multiple games against Power 5 opponents that you will see instead of just you know, the one, because you have to three walkthroughs and play your schedule, you will see a, a bigger willingness to to do this uh, moving forward. Let's see. Okay. Um, so Ole Miss this year, for example, they have Louisville. I mean, that's that's good. Down the road, they've got Georgia Tech who's improving, but that doesn't really jump off the page at you. Wake Forest, eh, they have that home-and-home home with Southern Cal, which is great. You know, BYU, there's a home-and-home home on here. You know, Oregon State, that's, that's fine. Purdue, Virginia Tech, way, way, way down the road. That's exciting. Um, but that's 16 years away. Uh, for Mississippi State, you've got – the NC State game this year, which is interesting because NC State's going to be pretty good, and they re- they return like nineteen starters or something like that. Um, Arizona's here, Arizona State. I mean, that's fun. You guys will love Tempe. I've been to Tempe. You guys will have a blast if you make that road trip. That's a that is an interesting place. If you think if you think that um, the party's hard in Starkville, just wait till you go to Tempe. It's a different animal. Um, You know, you got Texas Tech on here and Washington State and just kind of eh. I think what will happen when it does expand is a greater willingness for Blue Bloods to play other Blue Bloods, for Ohio State to go to Alabama and Alabama return to Ohio State, for Oklahoma and Clemson, even though they meet the playoffs every year. So these are bad examples, I suppose, um, to do home and homes together there's going to be a greater willingness to have these higher profile games and more of them because winning your conference is what matters. So sell your program, make more money, get your team prepared for these kind of conference slates. And, uh, uh oh, little guy's upset. Um, and, and sorry, little guy's upset. I hope he's okay. Um, But you're going to see a greater willingness to do this, in my opinion. You will see um, the Clemsons of the world be more willing to play an Ole Miss. You'll see in Oklahoma more willing to play a Mississippi State. Because I have I've often felt, although Texas did a home and home with Ole Miss recently, I've often felt that um, these programs like the ones we've got in this state have a harder time scheduling because you can't, if you're John Cohen, call Ohio state and say, let's do a home and home and then accept it because from the Ohio state perspective, you know, they don't gain a whole lot by beating Mississippi state because they're Ohio state. They're supposed to, but Mississippi state's a team that can beat you. It's, you know, it's an sec team. They can go up there and beat you. So it's, it's a, it's a, win but not really win or lose scenario. I think because winning your conference is all that matters, you you would see a greater willingness of teams like Ohio State, like Clemson, like Oklahoma, like Alabama, although they already do it, more willing to play these up-and-coming programs that can beat them but that are not on their level. I think that would come. And although it was just a tweet yesterday from Lane Kiffin going – back and forth with the the women's basketball coach at Ole Miss, I think it's possible that that kind of matchup is not out of the realm of possibility anymore. I truly believe that because winning your conference will be the only thing that matters, and that would open you up for scheduling much better opponents. Instead of just one power five opponent, you'd see multiple Um Clemson has two this year. Credit to them. I mean, they they play South Carolina at the end of the year, and I believe they open the season with Georgia. I I mean, good on them. But I would like to see them play Ole Miss. I'd like to see Lincoln Riley bring his Sooners into Starkville. That's what I, I would like to see Oregon come here and then one of us go there. Give me more of that. I think that's what um, I think that's what's coming after the playoff expands. So, uh, so that's just me. Um, yeah, JP. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to circle back to that conversation today. JP's referencing a, a conversation we had on the radio yesterday, where uh, where where Richard and I just kind of disagree about expectations when it comes to Ole Miss baseball. Um, and I, I am firmly in the corner of what have you done for me lately and not what did you do for me two decades ago? I'm not calling for a firing or anything like that, but I think the only thing that matters is what are you doing for me now? What are you doing for me lately? Um, that's how it should work in sports. And, and he disagrees. So we kind of went back and forth on it yesterday. And uh, JP's having some fun in the comments with uh, a particular line that he said yesterday. Um but, yeah, I think that's what's coming. I, re- I truly, truly believe that. Uh, the playoff will expand. You can guarantee that. You can just absolutely 100% guarantee that the college football playoff is expanding. That's why they're doing all this. I think the most obvious is the eight with the conference champions, and a direct result of that will be better, more frequent, non-conference games which would be so good for the sport increase the profile teams wouldn't be reluctant to do it because you can lose non-conference games and still make the playoff everybody wins here the sport is waning in popularity because it's the same four teams every year adding in conference champions would at least mitigate that some you'd get oregon or southern cal in there even if they're not one of the top four teams but you'd still get to see somebody else and that would be the best solution to save college football because it's going in the wrong direction. That's, that's just undeniable. It's going in the wrong direction. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys uh, have a great rest of your day. And um, check out the radio show, of course. And I'll be back with you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Y'all have a good one.